Bonjour et bienvenue à Collège Jeanne Sauvé. Today is school day 24. Please rise, look outside, and think about all the events in your life that have led up to this exact moment. Good morning, dear listeners. Today is a cold, cold day. Literally, not metaphorically, although I could make an argument for that too. Unless if you're one of the students who teleports to school or who is stuck wandering the halls for eternity, you've probably been outside at least once today. And if you have been outside, you have seen that it is snowing. Snowing in October. And the weirdest part is that there isn't any paranormal reason for it. No, just pure weather and science. And also Canada. When I was walking to school, the wind was blowing stinging snow into my face. It hurt. It hurt so much. Why does the frozen water from the sky hurt so much? Why has the sky betrayed us? What did we do to you, sky? other than release toxic gases into the atmosphere, destroy the ozone layer, and increase the temperature of the earth so much that the water doesn't know what to do. But other than that, we haven't done anything to you, Sky. So why must you punish us with snow in October? And I'm one of the lucky ones. I live so close that my walk to school is only one and a half songs long. That's one and a half songs of getting hit in the face by flying particles of ice. Other people have to suffer through five or six songs of getting hit in the face by flying particles of ice. If you see anyone missing a layer of skin from their face, well, now you know why. I just got a message by Carrier Pigeon that the power just went out. Well, good thing my equipment and the intercom are hooked up to the nuclear reactor in the sewing room and not the main electric grid. Even so, this is not good. I'm not sure if our school is heated by electricity, gas, hellfire, nuclear power, or by harvesting the power of distant stars, but there is a chance that the furnace is no longer running. Stock up on blankets, sweaters, and glowing crystals that provide you with the heat, light, and all-consuming sense of dread and visions of your death. Mr. Albrecht says that he's very glad that most of the construction is over, because during the construction last year, if it was last year, construction is weird, during the previous construction, there was a hole in the wall of his classroom. This hole is filled now since that part of the construction is over, so this is the first year and who knows how long that he won't have snow blowing into his classroom. Mr. Albrecht and all of his students are very, very grateful. They'll finally be warm in who knows how long. We're still not sure how long the construction actually was. It's dark inside and gray outside, dear listeners. So, so gray, both literally and figuratively. Color doesn't exist today. Did you know that the cap coffee makes you glow a different color every day? It changes in the order of the rainbow. Yesterday, I glowed cyan, so following that order, I should be glowing burgundy right now. 
but it's such a gray, dreary day that I'm actually glowing silver. So, so gray. There's no color, and there's no black or white either. Even the snow is just a light shade of gray. Everything is gray. There's no right or wrong, no good or bad, only the gray area in between. I would say that it's a good day to take a test, but that isn't right. It's not wrong, either. It's in between. It's gray. Because it is a good day to take a test, because you won't get anything wrong. But it is a bad day, because you won't get anything right, either. It's good, and it's bad. It's wrong, and it's right. It is the gray area in between. People are finding that they no longer have extreme opinions on anything. Everybody is neutral. Gray. Everything is gray, both literally and figuratively. There is no color, no extremes, only a dull, dreary gray. Such a dreary day seems like the perfect day to cancel classes and take a long nap. Hey, teachers. I'm sure the rest of the students agree with me. The Illegal Cults Club is now accepting sacrifices. Done with life? Want to end it all? Want to give your life in service of a higher power? Had enough of an annoying classmate? Want to give their life in service of a higher power? Committed a crime? Have witnesses? Need to get rid of witnesses? Want to serve a higher power? The Legal Cults Club is now accepting sacrifices. Meet them in the storage room behind the bleachers. Make sure you aren't followed. I've received a message in a bottle from grade 9, wondering if that dark red splatter on the ceiling of the stairwell is blood. Of course it's blood. We don't know whose blood or why it's there, but it's been there for a while. Probably ever since this school was built, which doesn't mean much since nobody really knows when this school was built. All the official documents just say, don't trust the birds, over and over, with no mention of any date. We're fairly certain that it was built after the forest took over the Sun Temple and reduced it to rubble. We're also fairly certain that the construction of the school was unapproved. We all know that unapproved construction has an adverse effect on the space-time continuum, which makes states impossible to pin down. For all we know, this school won't be built for another 10 years. Maybe it was built as a direct result of the end of this current construction. Construction is weird. Madame McNeil would like to tell all the grade 12s to stop changing their schedules. She knows that you all want to take advanced teleportation so you won't have to walk home through the snow and rain. But it's October. It is too late to change schedules now. Unless, if it's to switch from a class you know you can handle, but she doesn't think you can handle, to a class that she thinks that you should take, but you don't want to take. I have been made aware, via implanted thoughts, that I haven't covered power outage safety for all of our grade 9s and new students, so here are some safety tips to avoid an agonizing, brutal, and totally preventable fate worse than death. 1. Keep your phone on you at all times, but do not let it die. Electricity is what keeps phones tethered to reality, and without that tether, 
the incomprehensible shape and power of a cell phone could create a rip in reality. We don't know the consequences of a rip in reality. We don't want to know. The presence of a cell phone is enough to keep away the strange entities who roam the halls in the dark, so keep it with you at all times. 2. Do not panic. Not only is panic punishable by lip-syncing, but it also draws in the strange entities who roam the halls in the dark. They can smell it, and they are hungry. They will devour your fears, and then your hopes, and then your emotions, and then your limbs, and then your heart, and then the rest of your body, until all that's left of you is your unfeeling soul. You will have no senses to observe the world with, but you will be aware of its existence. You will exist alone in a world you cannot see, a world you cannot touch, a world you cannot hear. You will think that there are events happening in your world, people going places and doing things and having feelings. You will think this because that is how you knew the world back when you could still witness it. For all you are aware, there could be no more world, no more people, only a vast abyss with your unfeeling soul, floating, alone. You will have no way of knowing. So don't panic. You don't want this to be your fate. 3. Do not leave the classroom unless absolutely necessary. They are out there. We can keep them out of the classrooms with salt lines and cell phones, but they are still there, just beyond the door, waiting for a student to cross the threshold, waiting to pounce. The strange entities roam the halls. The strange entities roam the halls. The strange entities roam the halls in wait, in a predatory anticipation. They roam the halls until someone else enters the halls. Then they roam no longer. Roam implies a lack of direction. Now, with another being in the halls, they are focused. They will hunt you. They will find you. They will catch you and they will return to roaming. Stay out of the halls. Do not leave the classroom. Four, always listen to the teachers. To obtain their teaching degree, all teachers were locked in a dark school with the strange entities who roamed the halls in the dark. Their degree was hidden somewhere in the school and in a deadly game of capture the flag, teachers had to find their degrees before they were captured by the strange entities. Your teachers have survival experience. Trust them. This has been Power Outage Safety. Now back to the news. which was last Tuesday, was a success. The top students in each grade were awarded a life-size statue of Monsieur Michalik. They walked on stage, accepted the award, awkwardly took a picture next to Monsieur Michalik and the life-size statue of Monsieur Michalik, then struggled to carry the statue off the stage. Great job to all recipients of the award. There are reports that the moat is filling up with snow. Administration would like to say that there is no moat, and I would like to say to continue staying away from it. Seeing as the moat is outside, I don't think anyone will have a problem with that today, since nobody wants to go outside in the snow. The interesting thing is that the snow in the moat is not disappearing. 
unlike students who always disappear. Maybe those mysterious flickering beings who live near the moat don't want to have anything to do with the snow. I feel you, mysterious beings. I feel you. Speaking of mysterious beings, the girl trapped in the last stall of the girl's change room who should never be freed has started writing poetry. You can hear her poems throughout the intercoms at random times throughout the day. We aren't sure how she's accessing the intercom. We don't think there's an intercom button in the last stall of the girl's change room, but nobody wants to open the door to check. Dear listeners, I've been getting angry telegrams saying that I got the order of the colors in the rainbow wrong, that I said that burgundy comes after cyan. You're right, but you're also wrong. Burgundy does come after cyan, just not directly after. The correct order of the color of the rainbows is as follows. Red, orange, mauve, cyan, cloud, burgundy, mortality, berry, and purple. Of course, this is irrelevant today, since the only color is gray. And now, for a history minute. You just listened to the start of the universe. This has been a History Minute. Another grade nine has sent in a message by throwing chairs at my studio door. They say that they have an idea as to why it's snowing so much. They say that the government is causing this snow, not weather and science as I previously stated. To the grade nine who's currently standing outside my studio door, still with a chair in hand. We are both right. The government controls all weather and science. Everybody knows this, except, I guess, certain chair-throwing grade nines who thought that they were being smart by trying to correct a true fact with another true fact, creating a double positive and making them very happy. What is it with the grade nines of this school? Wondering if the blood in the stairwell is actually blood, which of course it is. Why would we have fake blood in a stairwell? Where do you even get fake blood? There is no such thing as fake blood. All of your life, you grew up thinking that you had some rights because you were human. But what if I said, what if I told you, would you drop dead? Would your mom and dad scold you? Well, here it is. Hear me out. You're not a whiz and you don't have clout. You're just a rat. A stinky, smelly, ugly rat. Always terrorized and haunted by the cat. You cry on your bed. There you sat because you're a stinky, smelly, ugly rat. Yikes. All that fake blood that you buy at the store is actually just real blood rebranded because people tend to think that real blood is gross. And thinking that the government's control over weather and science is some sort of conspiracy? Please. What do they even teach in middle school? Actually, what do they teach in middle school? I forget it all. I don't even know if I went to middle school. Anyways, since all you grade nines are so curious, which you shouldn't be since curiosity is punishable by unpublic humiliation, which is then recorded and sold on the dark web to fund the construction, I will tell you the situation of the snowstorm. Two weeks ago, 
there was a global climate strike outside the legislative building. We successfully knocked down all ten politicians at once with a giant bowling ball before 5pm, so they were forced to make political changes to help our climate. Personal use of toxic waste has been outlawed, and the politicians have taken a giant pair of scissors and cut all the carbon emissions into tiny pieces. They also decided to stop global warming by turning off the global warming switch, which looks like a four foot long horizontal light switch located in the secret weather lab. The good news is that this stopped global warming. The bad news is that there is no warming anywhere in the world and the planet is slowly freezing. The government doesn't seem to realize that climate change and global warming are very different things. So, grade nines, yes, the government did cause the snowstorm, but so did weather and science, since the government controls all weather and science. What's that? Listeners, the grade nine just screamed and stopped throwing chairs. I guess they got my message. And now for a message from Madame Donnelly's Microwave Impressions class. Beep. 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 The first practice for the indoor soccer team is today after school in the backfield. Have you ever played indoor soccer, dear listeners? I haven't. It seems very complicated, with all the rules and positioning and techniques and the fact that it's played inside a giant door frame instead of on a field. The indoor soccer team is currently outside in the backfield with shovels and flamethrowers trying to clear the snow off their giant doorframe, but the snow just keeps falling. The indoor soccer team raises their shovels and flamethrowers at the sky and yell in unison. They start to chant, shaking their once tools, now weapons, at the sky. They form a human ladder and climb on top of the giant doorframe to get closer to their target. Several team members brandishing flamethrowers put their weapons together and unleashed a huge jet of combined power and heat at the sky. The shovels bury themselves into the flesh of the clouds. The clouds whimper as their wounds drip with blood. The blood rolls down their fluffy exterior and falls towards the earth, leaving large bloodstains in the light gray snow. The indoor soccer team, still chanting, deals the final blow by punting soccer balls directly into the cloud's many mouths. Have you ever had a soccer ball punted directly into your mouth? It isn't pleasant. Now imagine that, but times 87 and a half. You likely can't, because 57% of students only have one mouth, but judging by the clouds, grab it or treat, it was 87 and a half times as unpleasant. It is no longer snowing, CJS. The clouds have been defeated by our one and only indoor soccer team. The second indoor soccer team was supposed to help them, but they were lured to the mysterious hole in the janitor's closet on their way outside, so we only have one indoor soccer team. The phys ed teachers are already outside, collecting the blood-stained snow into little vials to award to the team at Diné de Sport. Meteorological victories are always highly praised. The science teachers are also collecting blood, 
so that the grade 9 and 12 bio classes can clone their own clouds using cloud DNA found in the blood. They are already planning on converting Madame Capina's room into a cloud containment chamber. It's very important to keep the clouds contained, because cloned clouds are cladoclysmic. With the abrupt stop of the snow, students are turning towards the windows. Something has changed, and even the slightest change is more interesting than class. They let themselves feel hope. The snow had stopped, they think. They have been saved, they think. Perhaps they have. Saved is relative. But even in the unlikely event that the end of this snow set off a chain of events that will delay your death, it will not save you. Your death is still as certain as it would have been had the snow continued. You will still die. The snow does not impact your death in any meaningful way. It could have caused any number of butterfly ripples that will impact the details of your life, but your death will remain the same. The last beat of a heart, the last breath of air, the last neuron firing, the last division of DNA. All deaths are the same. There is nothing to differentiate us when faced with the great beyond. No matter how uniquely we try to live our lives, we are only human. No matter how much we strive to be different, to be unique, to be our own people with our own legacies, we are all the same in the eyes of death. Mortal bodies with mortal souls. We may have been saved from the snow, but we have not been saved. We will never be truly saved. C'est tout pour les annonces. Passé une excellente journée. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by Madison Posthumus. The voice of the girl trapped in the last stall of the girl's changing who should never be freed is Faith Adioti. Music was written and produced by Madison Posthumus and Bilan Mengesha. Go check out Bilan's SoundCloud at Please Quit. That's PLZ underscore quit. Madame Donnelly's microwave impressions class announcement was performed by Cameron Posthumus. Thanks for listening. All right, whenever you're ready. Okay. You have to record my face too? No, it's... Okay, okay, okay. I'm getting okay. close to you. All of your life, you grew up thinking that you have some rights because you're a human. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, okay. All of your life, you grew up thinking that you have some rights because you're a human. But what if I said, what if I told you, would you drop dead? Would your mom and dad scold you? Well, here it is. Hear me out. You're not a whiz, and you don't have clout. You're just a rat. A stinky, smelly, ugly rat. Always terrorized and haunted by the cat. You cry on your bed. There you sat, because you're a stinky, smelly, ugly rat. Yikes.